0: Just one dollar below 10K, that's the amount I'm flying with. One more buck and the Lord comes out the your one.
1: Hey Rasa family, thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Eden Desta, today, and we have our second Coffee Chats with Professors episode. Um, today we'll be talking with Dr. Bird, who is our sponsor for Rasa, and he's going to introduce himself in a little bit.
0: Um and I hope you enjoy. I used to live in DC, not too far from Capitol Hill, House My name is Alex Bird. I am a member of the History Department at Rice and have been for a really long time since about 1998. I also graduated from Rice in 1990. So I showed up here in 1986. Um, I study the history of Afro-America. My my research is on Afro-America. I've written a a book on transatlantic black migration in the late 18th century that looks at um, enslaved black migration from what is now Southeastern Nigeria Um, to Jamaica and um, compares and analyzes that uh, alongside free black migration, free transatlantic black migration, uh, mainly from uh, London and Nova Scotia to what is now Sierra Leone. Um, those those two streams in the British Atlantic world are the two largest streams of free and forced black migration in the, in the revolutionary age. So that's, that's where my work started. Um, my work now is um, on um, old suburbs and school desegregations um, you know, on equity in secondary schools. Um, so that's, that's me as a researcher, um, as a teacher, I teach just about anything in um, African-American history. Um, the second part of your question was how I got involved with RASA. Um, I wish I could remember the year and the name of the co-presidents um, who got me involved. And if I searched my email, I, I, I would find it. Um, um, but it, um, I, I think it was, um, so I've served as a RA on campus and as a college magister. And I think it was around the time I was coming, again, I got to research this in my email, but I think it was around the time that I was returning to, to campus. And I got a a note from the RASA presidents um, who, in in terms of their faculty advisors, were one of the things they desired is to have a faculty advisor who was close on campus. And and you couldn't get any closer on campus than I was about to be. (laughs) Um, And that actually raises some issues, I think, about being faculty on campus and being Black faculty on campus. given where Rice is and, and given how black faculty tend to come to their jobs, right? We, we tend to, I don't wanna say we tend to, but you wouldn't be surprised if black faculty come, from their, come to their jobs from, um, that they don't come to their jobs independently wealthy or from family money, right? And so um, as a, so that, that affects where you live, right? And so um, I, I think if you surveyed black faculty, you would find them scattered in, in various places around in the metropolitan area, and uh, especially in places that offer great value for money and great value for money uh, also in, in relation to um, quality educations for their children, for those who have children. Um, so I've gotten off track a little, right? But, but I think one of the conditions that RASA found itself in is that they wanted black faculty as advisors, um, but where, the, where, where, potential, where their potential advisors lived also sometimes created a, a problem in terms of the, the, the density of connections that, that, that those advisors could have, could have with RASA. Um, so thinking very systematically, they they found some advisors who lived far out and then they, they found some sponsors who lived really, really close.
1: Well, that definitely makes sense. That's something I didn't think about before this conversation um, about, you know, just like the location of where black faculty are and like why um, those presidents decided to choose who they chose um so yeah I guess going off of that like how did you get to where you are today and like um what influenced you to like come to Rice
0: so so I grew up in Houston I grew up on the in in a couple places but mostly on the north side of Houston people who who grew up here or who um, are very adventurous at, at Rice. I, I grew up in a place called Croton Gardens. Um, if you if you head, if you head to the airport on 59, I'm near that street called Cross Timbers, and so if you're on 59, you would exit Cross Timbers and you would go west a couple blocks to find my neighborhood. If you go to Intercontinental on 45, you would exit airline and go east on on airline and 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 that's that's my neighborhood (laughs) it's like (laughs) i'm not sure where that is um but that's that's where i grew up um i went to school all over the city um i was uh, magnet programs were big when i was a kid and i was in the gifted and talented program and so um i went to school in my neighborhood for a year Uh, And then went to vanguard schools in different parts of the city. Um, One more school on the north side and then a school in the Heights. And then for high school, I went to um, um, Jack Yates High School in Third Ward and focused on, it was a communication school then. And so I did a lot of work in speech and drama and a little bit in in radio. I I wasn't very good in radio. Uh, And then applied to colleges and... I don't know if this still happens, right? But I, I just, I was so, and this isn't a criticism of anyone but me, but, but I, I was so uneducated and idiosyncratic in my college search. I don't even know that you could call it a search. <laughs> I just applied to some schools. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew Rice because I was near it, um, though I had never seen it, right? Or I'd seen it once at night from the football stadium. Um, and But people told me it was a good school, and I, I, I knew folks at Yates who um, who had siblings who had went, who had gone to Rice, or, um, two people in particular. And so I applied to Rice, and, um, and when I saw it, and I had to see it because it was late submitting my application, so I submitted it on the deadline, which means I had to walk it to the Office of Admission and put it in the hands of Catherine Clack, oh, which gives you some (laughs) indication of how old I am right. I put it, I put my application right in her hand Um, but when I walked on campus I was just blown away. I thought I had never seen a place so beautiful in in my entire life Um, and it just, just seeing Rice's campus and walking on the academic quad. I walked in from the ugly side of campus but by the time I got to the quad, I just I had never seen anything like it and I just thought if this is if this could be the place I would go to college why why would anyone ever go anyplace else
1: Mm -hmm. that definitely makes sense thank you for sharing that um kind of gives I guess a little bit of insight into like what Rice was like back then and like how how much it's changed but also like how much it stayed the same because I feel like the quad is still like probably one of like Rice's most, they like biggest assets. So uh, in terms of like the campus, but yeah. Um, so I guess to expand more on like your position right now as like vice provost for diversity, equity and inclusion, um, what has that experience been like for you so far? And um, like, is there anything that you want the RASA community or just anyone listening to know about what the work that you guys are doing?
0: Um, so right now it feels, it feels like a new job, <laughs> which <laughs> it feels like a new big job. And so um, um, there, there are parts of it that just feel like kind of scrambling and being swung around a bit and trying to find one's footing. Uh, and, and, and so that's, that's been an, an important part of the, that's been an important part of how the job feels or mm-hmm. I don't know. That it's important, but it's been, it's, it's, it's been part of what it feels like to be in a, in a new post. Um, and a lot of listening, a lot of going to meetings, a lot of, um, talking to folks who are very passionate about, um, wanting rice to be a fair, better place and it, and uh, and I think also wanting rice to be an example of what the world what the world will that will leave rice to go into can, can and, and should be so um, showing up in organization meetings um, meeting with leaders of the SA and the GSA um, a meeting with faculty who are all really excited. And, and I'd say that's been the biggest part of the job so far, at least um, in, in terms of the degree to which being in the job can be described with an emotion, right? People are really excited about um, the what, what, what they see as the potential of the office, right? And that's great because everyone from everywhere has an idea about the potential <laughs> of, of, of the office um, and, and and so the challenge moving forward is how to how, how to prioritize things that, um, that that the office focuses on in the short and it's funny for me to say the office because it's it's not. Not so much an office right now, right? People say office. It's it's a, a guy, um, but what the what what the office fo- focuses on uh, moving forward, and and the ways that it can. The, the ways that it can add value to. The, what is already a, a, a lot of activity and excitement uh, around these issues. I don't know if that was an answer, Ms. Desta. I just, I feel like I just talked some.
1: No, 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 that was definitely an answer. Um, so I guess like to g- go more into depth, like what are some tangible things that the task force is like working on and how can like students get involved or like, is there anything that you want students to know about the, the task force?
0: So you said the task force, the first question was about DEI. So, okay, well I just wanna make sure we're switching gears well, and maybe we're not switching gears. Maybe one of the things that I should be clear about is that my work as vice provost of diversity, equity, and, and inclusion, even though it makes sense to see it as related to my co-chairing the task force on slavery, segregation, and racial injustice, they, they aren't related at, at all, right? That I was co-chair of the task force before I was Vice Provost, and I could have been co-chair without being vice provost, and I could have been vice provost without being co-chair. So I should I should be clear on that, and 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 also one of the so but 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 to get to your and and I sometimes have to keep those separate in my head, okay, because I'm responsible to different people in in those in those jobs, and as 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 co-chair of the task force, I'm mainly responsible to the steering committee that um, the the group of 25 people who are who who set the agenda for for the task force okay um, I feel like I'm doing good work here though now
1: okay thank you for making that distinction I think personally myself I was uh, a I think I did blend the two together just because, and you do wear like many hats in our community. So I think, you know, kind of making a distinction between like all the roles that you um, take on is important. So thank you for clarifying that.
0: No problem. I'm glad to clarify.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I guess- But,
0: but you still <laughs> asked the question.
1: <laughs> i am talk about the task force then.
0: So here's the so some of the ways that students can be involved are already taken, right? So one of the one of the ways that students can be involved is as as members of the steering committee. And and right now in terms of undergraduates, there are three undergraduate students who sit on the steering committee and there are two students who alumni alumna who just graduated last year. Who sit on the steering committee? So there are five undergraduates or or recent graduates um, Mm -hmm. who um, who who advise the 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 steering committee. So that's that's one way. There's also a graduate student. I don't know if graduate students are members of RASA, but
1: we're open to any that (laughs) is. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I think the majority of our club is definitely undergraduates.
0: Undergraduates, okay. So um, that's, that's, that's one way. Um, the, 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 the other way that, that students can get involved is by participating, I hope. Though I know this, is, so I'm gonna make a big pitch here, though I know this doesn't sound like participation, but, but I'm gonna work hard to make, um, to persuade listeners that it is participation. Is, is that we have programming that that the steering committee puts together that speaks to the agenda of of the task force and and I think what what I want to do right now but stop me when it gets um, too boring is i I, I want to clarify just for a moment what the what the task force is supposed to do right it's a, a, a three, plank charge and and the the first charge is to um, identify the ways in which the university is implicated in slavery segregation and racial injustice so so to discover to analyze and to present for a larger public um the ways rice has benefited um, or contributed to um, some of the um, some of the really um, difficult, um, unfair, and 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 racist ways that our society has has unfolded, um, and and also some of the ways in which it's challenged those those things as as, as well. Um, and the second part of our plank is to program and to provide educational opportunities and forum for discussion around those issues. And the, and the third plank, which hopefully will be um, amongst the most exciting, is to make recommendations uh, pertaining to how the university can more fully um, enter into its role as a fair and just institution that contributes to a fair and just or more, more just um, society and world. Uh, and and so one of the ways to participate is in that second plank. So so we um, we don't we don't one of the ways that we try to telegraph our agenda, right, is by programming. So people often ask, "What is the task force up to? What are we doing?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the ways to see what we're thinking about is to see what programs we're putting on. Okay. Um And. I don't want to turn this into a task force podcast, so I'm not going to list the things we've been doing. Um, but the most recent thing we did, I, I, could, I could turn the question to you to, um, to answer. Um, but we've been interested, right? One of the most recent things we, we did was tap current students to talk about their experiences at the university. Um, and I, I think I saw you there. I did see you there. Yes,
1: yes, I was on the panel. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so that's, that's, that's another way. Um, um, a, a third way is a, is a way that I, I found myself in the thick of um, last night at the SA. And that is um, you can reach out to the, the co-chairs. Um, to ask questions. And last night people asked some really good, tough questions, mostly about the statue. Okay. And, and that's fine. But what one of the things I, I, I want, I, I hope students will, will also see, is that where the, the, the statue is, is within the task force's domain, right? We, we, it's within it's within the task force's charge to, if it likes, to develop an opinion or a recommendation on the, on the statute. But at the same time, and, and I've been feeling this way more lately, I'm compelled to share that we're the task force on slavery, segregation, and racial injustice. Those are all pretty large and compelling and challenging Um, ideas, right, and and the statue, it it makes sense for the statue to fall within that, but we're not the task force on the statue, right, that would be a pretty small task force, and and I would argue, I'm not going to argue anything else, I'll just say that would be a pretty small task force, and so so our our concerns are, are much broader than that. Uh, and and should be, and so I've I've gotten this way by asking what's the other way people can get involved is is by engaging with the um, with um, members of the task force at their at, at their public events. Um, if if you have a question about the task force, you can write me or Dr. Caleb McDaniel, who's also the co-chair. Mm-hmm. Um, you can write with questions that are like, um, that, that are, are along the lines of, um, what do you think about the statue personally? Um, I won't answer that question, right? I can't answer that question. And you'll ask me in a little while and I'll tell you why I can't. I won't, I won't I'll wait till you ask. Um, but, but you can also ask questions uh, um, about what I would say are, 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 are larger, uh, more structural issues about the university and and, and what are ways that the, the task force can and should be uh, um, uh, addressing those things. And, and when we can answer those questions, we will. Every Friday, we do a webinar um, that serves as a kind of update of, of about what, what our research is. Don't let me talk that long no, anymore. No.
1: You're giving a lot of good insight. Um, I think people are really focused on, like, certain aspects of, you know, what they want to see changed on campus that they kind of lose that idea of, like, the task force is, is, like, you're tackling a lot of, like, large challenges and, like, a lot of issues that are, like, more encompassing, I guess. I would, I, I, yeah, I would,
0: I would say I, this would be something that people can argue about. But, but one of the things that I would, if if you were on, so you're going to ask me about the statue in a minute, which is good. You and you've already gotten me ready for it. And so one of the things after you ask me about the statue, one of the thing, and I answer, one of the things I'm going to be. I'll, I'll wait on is for your next, is for your next question about, about what else is important to you a, a, along those lines. And, and are there other, so, so suppose whatever you, you think your solution to the statue is, whatever your listeners think the solution to the statue is, leave, some may think leave it there. Some may think move it 400 feet in a certain direction. Some may think just destroy it. Right? So just imagine that one of those three things have happened. Like, so then what next? Right, so we're the task force on slavery, segregation, and, 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 and racial injustice. So if whatever your solution to the um, statue is, and if, if, if it happened, right, that, that there's, there's still this other work. And it's some of the work that you and, and, and your colleagues were doing Um, last week in the in the in in the webinar
1: Mm -hmm. no that definitely makes sense Um, I think a lot of I guess from a student's perspective which you've probably heard like plenty about but it's hard to have many conversations as important as they are without like a change, I guess, in day-to-day student life. And I think that's what people are kind of want, like urgency to see, I guess, just to see like a tangible difference. And I think this statue kind of represents that like tangible difference on our campus.
0: Should it, should it? I mean, if I were to ask you to make me a list of five tangible differences, Mm which I guess in turn was like- and This is your podcast, so I'm sorry, but no, no, no. Right? I, I don't need an answer, but I, um, right, that, that, that's part of the broader questioning. If mm-hmm. if, if, the, if the genie says make five, I'm sorry, that's three, <laughs> make five um, tangible differences, what, what would they be and how would they be prioritized? That's rhetorical, but it's it's rhetorical in the direction mm. that that speaks to the larger aims and charge of the of of the task force. Okay, we've done we've done stuff like like this before at the at the university, and and so I I I definitely see why it's an important question to debate. Right, that's absolutely clear to me. Mm. Um, that doesn't mean it's as clear to me as it is to you, right? right. Um, but I I, I understand. Hmm. I'm trying to understand. No, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just like you, you push on the the importance of kind of a, immediate things that maybe you would argue this. Maybe your your um, vocalizing other uh, other arguments hmm. um, I, I would just also I'd be interested in hearing what those other tangible things are. are as well
1: so I guess to go off of that like the list the list of um, black student demands do you think that broadens that conversation and like gives tangible things that the university can work towards
0: yeah, I think it, I, I, I think it does. I think it does broaden the conversation. Um, whether the conversation has been broadened, right, mm-hmm. is a different, is a is a different question. Whether we as a community, whether, wh- whether we're having an effective conversation around those things. So the very question about whether people actually want to have a conversation, right, is a Some of these, I I, I think, can't be, the answers to these questions can't be taken for granted. I can give you, my my answer is I I want to have a conversation Mm -hmm. um, about these things, a conversation that leads somewhere. Mm
1: -hmm. True. I guess I should ask. um, I want, I'm curious to hear the answer to the question I have after this. (laughs) Uh, Like you mentioned before, um, I know you can't answer, but you said, or like what, are your opinions on the statue and where would you like the conversation at large to lead like what what do you think people should be focusing on learning about or just like talking about on campus um
0: so i've i'm happy that i've i've even though before we set up, I told you I, I couldn't give you my personal opinion on the on the statue. What I think has been wonderful is I've um, I, I did get to talk some about my opinion on the statue. I got to say that it's it, it's an important it's it's an important conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, um, right. That that's as that's as far as I can go because we have a, um, a steering committee that is, you know, given all of us some work to do, and, and we're in the process of doing that work. And then the, the committee will make decisions about when and where it should make decisions, right? When and where it should do the third part of, its, of our, our charge, which is making, making recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but when it comes to bro- broader issues on campus, I'm happy to add to what what, what some of those are and and some of the mere um, issues and questions that have been raised by black students recently um, and also raised by black students since there have been black students, Mm -hmm. right, at at, at Rice. Um, And and so one is the the nature of um, black community on campus and supporting um, black community um, and the relationship of of, of 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 black community to what is a, um, a a a bedrock part of the university, right? And that's the co- the, the college system, which which people hold different uh, 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 opinions on, but one in one important opinion. Uh, in, in, in that discussion is the ways in which um, our college system for, what, for, for all of what we can identify as its strengths, um, puts black people on campus in a, in a quite peculiar um, situation, a peculiar and challenging situation. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the university is at a, a, a place in its development and maturity um, and 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 resources um, that it can it can now have a conversation of, of, about that it, it can have the most fruitful conversation that it a more few fruitful conversation than it ever would have been possible in the past uh, and so that's a conversation that I'm looking forward to
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I, I, I I think a conversation about the availability of, and, and the number of black mentors for our black students um, is, um, you won't be surprised cause I'm a member of the faculty, right? I, I, I think that is of critical importance. I, I think it's important for black students on this campus um, to have enough Black faculty and staff um, to, to reach out to, that there can be some Black people that they don't like on campus, and it doesn't necessarily affect their ability to, to live on campus. That was my attempt, that was my best attempt at a joke, right? You, you can't, you, you, if, if you're in a department, right, that's got one Black faculty member, right and you're a black student in that department looking for mentorship and direction i mean and and you want a connection with black faculty boy it's just it's just rough for you if it doesn't work out for that with 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 that one black faculty member and i that that has some i said that said with some jest but um finding ways to increase the capacity of, of 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 black students on campus to reach um, black scholars, I, 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 I think is important, and I and that's a conversation I I'm I, I want to have more of with black black students because maybe it's less important to black students on campus than than it is um, to 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 me, um, but it's it's. For decades, it's it's been among the the most important issues raised by Black students on this campus.
1: I definitely think that is a very like both from the student and uh, faculty like perspective is something that is really important, and I think that's something we all want, uh, or like I guess most want. Um, yeah, I would like to also have more conversations about that and see us headed in a direction that can. You know, tackle that issue. What I guess, general advice or like insight into how we can can continue, like as a community. Like, what gives you hope for our community? Like, what what kind of like advice or insight can you provide us?
0: So here's here's the trouble with people my age. I think is that. Um, if I listen to any one of you for more than 35 seconds, I am extraordinarily hopeful about Rice, about um, this country I live in now uh, and, and the whole world, right? So I, I, am, I am extraordinarily inspired um, by your very presence on campus. Right? Um, when, when I show up at a BSA meeting or a RASA meeting, now virtual, right? Um, I, I am happy and I, I feel like things are gonna be okay. Um, this isn't an answer to your question, what I'm about to say next. At, at, at the same time, I, I, I think sometimes now I'm about to ask you for advice. You asked me a question, and I'm not going to answer it. Instead, I'm going to ask you, okay. right? I am so excited about what y'all are going to do here and after. Um, but I also, as as a faculty person and as an uh, uh, alumnus of the university, I I don't I don't know what. I wonder if you share as a as a community the degree to which you share the excitement that 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 I have. Right? And so one of the the, the troubles of of being positioned where I am in the, the black world at Rice um, is I wonder if you if 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 Y'all, as a community, share my optimism. Uh, and at moments when I think that you don't, I wonder what if, what am I missing? Right? What? If, what am? How am I not? Sh- should I be listening more closely? Right. There, there's a there's a distance as 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 well, and and I wonder. If, if part of that distance means that I don't wonder this I, I feel like I um, and I, I think all of us probably feel this way that we need to close that distance in order to be of greater service to the black students on this
1: campus It's true I think that's a definitely a question that like requires a lot of reflection on both of our ends like, I don't know if I could just flat out like answer uh, I don't yeah I don't know if I could just flat out answer that now I think at times it becomes like it's hard to see things in the greater scheme of things and like I think uh, you probably see things from a different perspective that we do or definitely see things that from a different perspective like I think when talking about like the future and everything like we are pushing to make change and we do have a lot of hope. And I think like deep down, we always know that, but it's difficult to see it when, it's difficult to see the end of the road if you've never been there before, you know? Mm-hmm. So,
0: like, yeah. I think, yeah, if you haven't been down it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what's kind of like a limiting factor in our ability, um, but, you know, hearing things like this and like hearing different people's perspective on like what we're doing and like, how just, you know, like you said, like our presence gives people hope. I think that's a remotivating factor in and of itself. And I like, I appreciate you for like bringing that up and like saying that, because I think that's something we all need to hear right now, especially with everything going on, like both in this country and in Africa, like just, yes, over, yes, you know, and yes. we're really trying to process a lot of different things at once and still, you know, make a difference and also like be a student and, you know, fill the many roles that we have like at Rice. So I think definitely hearing that was uh, very nice. So I appreciate that. And like, oh, I, you're very welcome. Having you as a sponsor for RASA as well has been like really, um, I think good for our club is, you know, in general and uh, in turn, in also in the same light, like we, Appreciate you know the things that you do on campus and um, like the you know group of students who also like work with you and um, the role that you have on our campus like it, oh thank uh, you a lot to us as well thank so, you yeah. Um, but yeah I think that those are all the questions that I had um, is there anything else that you'd like to you know just say to our community because you have this platform now but um. No,
0: now it's gotten too
1: hard. Once you, <laughs> um,
0: but the, I, what I do want to say is this has been fantastic, um, and um, it'd be it it would be great if the, if if um, we, everyone was on campus, and we could have um, more coffee and lunches and 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 what have you. Um, Um, but let's let, maybe the last thing I'll say is, yeah, things are really hard right now for everyone and, and probably hardest for, um, young people at, at, at the university, um, but hard for everyone. Um, but it's been good talking to you and it's good to see, um, it's good to see black students in class, and I see a lot of black students in class now. Actually, more than I've ever seen in my life, which is good. Which is all just a, a, a roundabout way of saying is, let's let let's all talk to each other a little more. Um, over the what remains of this semester and next semester, and uh, especially throughout this emergency. Um. That's I I think that's it. Let's let's just talk. Let's all talk to each other a little more. We don't even have to talk long, but let's just all come together and talk a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I would definitely enjoy that. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and feel free to reach out to Dr. Bird if you just want to get to know him more or you have any questions for him based off this conversation. Um, He also recommended the song that's playing in our intro and outro. It's called Lifting Shadows by Odyssey, who is um, from the Sudanese diaspora. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is your president signing out.
0: Can't just let me live Regardless my belief I thought the fire was voting clear But darkness all I see And darkness all I hear I'm trying to lift the shadow But the cloud ain't got no fear I was on tour when the migrants came Saw so their camps so on side of the road I met a boy who arrived in the rain He lost his folks